We appreciate being here this morning. The Lord's already blessed us just uh, sitting out in the parking lot this morning. We parked the car and was able to thank him. And uh, he come through and blessed us. Uh, seeing these kids here this morning and just a great group of kids, great singing. And uh, the Lord's just blessed us. And I appreciate being here. Appreciate feeling the Lord. And uh, I pray that we just have a great great service today and people just follow him this morning uh, there's people here that need saved they need to know what i know that i'm going to heaven and i pray that you get that today if you don't know that and just everybody uh let's make a great effort to do everything the lord gives us this morning be careful what we do this morning but if he gives you something follow him i'm asked brother taylor dismiss sunday school thankful to be here this morning as always we desire your prayers um, I was telling telling my mom yesterday uh, when I stand up here and look around pretty much everybody in this classroom I've looked up to all my life to, to learn everything I know I can't teach anything all I can do is follow the Lord, and, and hopefully he can teach us all something together. Uh, Dad always asks me when it's my turn, so you got this lesson figured out? And the best I can do is say, God does, if I get myself out of the way. Uh, I don't know, I don't know exactly where God's going with this this morning, but... Uh, I've got a few thoughts on it that almost seemingly don't go with the lesson, but they kind of do. So uh, we'll do the best we can. Uh, my, my one thought, I was telling Dad just a minute ago, I wish I knew more about the law, the law of Moses. 
I don't know a whole lot about it because I've never really studied it much, and it, it's it's never really had a a real big impact on me, other than I know right from wrong. I've been taught good and bad all my life. Uh, but I was thinking this morning as I was reading this, uh, I'm sure everybody's read over the lesson, but a lot of this lesson and last week's lesson, and I think even the lesson before that, is uh, a lot of it is the struggle between the Jews and the Gentiles in the church of faith because a lot of the tradition from the Jews was based on the law. Uh, under the law, there was a lot of things that was done that became unnecessary after Jesus was crucified and rose again. And when I was reading over this this morning, the thought that came across my mind was, when Jesus died, the, the, the veil was rent in twain. Before that, the only ones that had access behind that veil was the high priest. And, and they would take the sacrifice for the people. And they'd go behind there into the Holy of Holies and they would present their sacrifice for the people. And then they would come back out, and as I understand it, when they come back out, they would sprinkle the blood across the crowd from the sacrifice. And that was their atonement for that month or that time period, whatever it was. Like I said, I wish I knew more about it. Uh, but when Jesus died on the cross, that veil was rent in twain. That gave me access to the Holy of Holies. I didn't need a high priest to go in there for me anymore because I could bring the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross and present that straight to God. And, and as long as I believed in that and, and that's where my faith lie, that was good enough for me to be saved. Uh, and that's the only thing that was good enough. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read some of this. Uh, it's in Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. Uh, it says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? Uh, I think Terry just preached on that word bewitched just a couple services ago, but uh, that's not talking about witchcraft as we think of it. It's, it's basically being tricked or, or fooled or led astray. Uh, Paul knew that these people knew the truth, but they weren't following it. Uh, it says, This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Uh, I can only imagine that probably a lot of these people that he was talking to had been Jews all their life and had grown up under the law. And now that they'd been saved and living by faith, to regress back to the law just didn't make any sense. And that's what Paul was trying to point out to them. He said, how did you... Uh, how did you get the spirit 
by your, by your works, following the law and doing what the law says, or by your faith? Uh, Paul knew the answer to that question. He just wanted them to think about it. Uh, I grew up in this church. Went to Sunday school. Uh, I was in church every time the doors were open, whether I liked it or not. Mom and Dad was here all the time, and they made sure I came with them. And I was taught from the time I can remember about the Bible and about Jesus and, and what he'd done for me. And before I got saved as an 11-year-old boy, you could ask me a lot of stuff about the Bible, and I could tell you what the story said. And I could tell you what I thought it meant, and I could tell you, you know, I, I, I thought I had a lot going on as a little boy. Uh, I was pretty good in Sunday school. But when it come down to it, the day God called to me, down in here I found out that was all real. That was all true. Everything I'd been taught led me to that point. Now, after I got saved, later on down the road, if somebody would have said, well, how come you think you know it all? Well, because I was raised up in church. I know all this stuff. Uh, that wasn't going to cut it. What I know, standing up here right now, like I said, I've learned about this stuff all my life. And I could stand up here right now and act like I, I know what this means because I've heard it. I've heard people preach on it. I've heard people sing about it. I've heard, you know, countless times I've heard people preach the gospel. But when it comes right down to the nitty-gritty, if you want to call it that, the only way I know anything is through and by the Spirit. Just because Dad says it's so, don't make it so. I've got to feel it for myself. And God will show me right from wrong in the Spirit. Uh, I was talking to a guy at work just the other night, and uh, he asked me what church I went to, and I told him, and he said, well, that don't tell me anything. He said, there's all kinds of Baptists. He said, I've heard all kinds of things about Baptists. And I said, well, yeah, there's a lot of different ones. I said, they, some people call themselves Baptists that run around playing with snakes. I, you know, just because the Bible says at one place I can handle serpents and not be hurt. I said, but that's... The Bible's talking in a spiritual matter in that case, and those people are taking it as a physical matter. I said, if they'd let God show them the truth, they would know better than to grab a hold of a deadly animal. But, but there again, it's by the Spirit that we're led. Uh, there's a lot of people that think God's going to take care of me because he said he would. And they'll go out there and they'll do some of the dumbest things in the world because they think God's going to take care of me. Well, God gave me enough sense not to do those things. That's how he took care of me. Uh, and that leads us into verse 3. He said, Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? When I got saved, I got the Spirit, and I, like I said, I get led by the Spirit. And if, if I 
step away from the spirit, which I have done from time to time, and start thinking that what I was taught somewhere somewhere else was going to get me somewhere, I was wrong. Uh, I wrote down here uh, Romans verse chapter 10, verse 17. Paul said, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, faith goes all the way back to the beginning. The law goes all the way back to the beginning. Uh, the law in and of itself was, I guess, technically not written until Moses presented it to the people, if you want to look at it that way. But in reality, the law was written in the garden because God put a tree of life there and he put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil there and he said, don't eat that. That was the law. Uh, when, when Cain killed Abel, he was punished under the law because he'd done wrong. And he knew he'd done wrong. When, when Adam and Eve was naked and they went and hid themselves, they knew they was wrong. Uh, <clears throat> there was a spot in one of our lessons not too long ago where it said that, said that the Gentiles had the law in their heart. They knew good and bad. They knew right from wrong. They might not have known the, the writings of Isaiah. They might not have known the, the, the scriptures. But every person that's ever been born, I believe, has a, a, a moral compass. God gives us the ability to know right and wrong. And there's something down on the inside of everybody that's ever been born that has a desire to find God. I believe, I believe that that's why there's so much craziness in the world right now, and always has been, really. But uh, there's a lot of emptiness in people's souls and hearts, and they're looking for something to fill that void. And the devil will show them all kinds of pretty stuff and say, here, do this. This will satisfy you real quick. And it might satisfy them for a few minutes, but after a while, it ain't, it ain't no good anymore, and they're looking for something else. If they find God and let him fill that void, they'd never look again. Uh, but we'll move on a little bit here. Uh, verse 4 says, Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith verse 6 says even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness Abraham didn't have the law that Moses had but he had faith uh, Abraham Abraham had direction from God because he had faith. Uh, 
if you, it, it, it's kind of hard to, to, to point out exactly how Abraham did things. Uh, but to me, reading about Abraham is proof positive that people had the spirit in the Old Testament. Because Abraham spoke to God and God told Abraham what to do and where to go and how to do it. And Abraham followed him. Same as I do today. People, people don't like it when you say, I, t I talk to God. They think that's a little bit uppity. But the fact is, when I was studying this lesson, I had to go talk to God. Because I don't understand everything. And I can't figure it out unless God comes through and tells me what it means. Now, if that ain't talking to God, I don't know what is. Now, there's not a big booming voice coming out of heaven talking to me, explaining things, and I don't believe there was in Abraham's day either. I think Abraham followed the same spirit I do. Uh, but Abraham believed in God, believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that are which, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. The, the, the Pharisees at one point claimed that they, were the, they had Abraham to their father and that's what gave them their loftiness. They thought they were special because they had Abraham to their father. And they were told God could raise up children unto Abraham from these stones. That ain't exactly how it says it, but having Abraham to your bloodline well, I guess that'd be like me standing up here and puffing up my chest and saying, well, I got Siegel Newport as my grandpa. He, he ran this place. He was big, you know. But he was nothing but a servant of God. And I'm nothing but a servant of God. Uh, that's one thing I love about this lesson is a lot of this lesson, <coughs> excuse me, is, is Paul trying to get these, these these Jews or Judaisans or however they call it in here, uh, trying to get them to see that their old ways were not what was going to take them to heaven and that the Gentiles that were in the church and had been saved were just as good as they were. Uh, and you see a lot of churches that that the... The priests or the pastors or the the singers or you know the 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 ranking members of the church will set themselves up in the high seats like the Pharisees did, and they'll they'll put pictures of themselves out in the lobbies. I I walked into a place one time and the pastor and his wife and kids had I don't know how many pictures all around the lobby of them dressed all in white and looked like they was sitting on a cloud. And, <clears throat> and I thought, boy, how uppity of that as is that? You know, they they wanted to present themselves as being something great, I guess. And Paul's telling these guys, you're not. We're all just servants of God. And that that's what I like about this church. I've always loved this. Is that it don't matter who you are in this church, everybody in here is humble. Or should be. 
and, and are when they got their heart right. Uh, it's real easy for me to sit back and put a bunch of you fellas on a pedestal and go, look at these guys I got to follow. How can I follow after this example? I'll never, I'll never achieve that status. But that status was not achieved by trying to achieve a status. That status was achieved on their knees following the Lord. And people recognize that. And I've said for a long time since I got my life straightened out and got back in church, I'd love to be like one of these fellas not because of anything that I do or, or any recognition that, that would come to me, but so that my people would see what I stand for. Uh, what, I, what I want out of my life is to leave the same story that my grandpa left, that my dad's going to leave. My Uncle Clifford left. We was just talking the other night, and I said, Clifford's been gone close to 25 years, and people still talk about him singing the songs of Zion. He, he left a legacy, and it wasn't about Clifford. It was about God, what he'd done for God. All the other stuff that he ever did in his life, people forget about. But the things he did for God still stand. Uh, these guys, I started to say something about it earlier, but Blaine taught last week and he, and he brought up the fact, and it's evident that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the controversy in the church at this time in this lesson was over circumcision. And, uh, I thought, you know, that was a, that was a law that God gave Abraham before he ever gave Moses the law. And these guys that were Jews were adamant about standing on the law of Moses, but yet their catch point was a law that came from Abraham way before Moses ever heard of it. Uh, when, the, when Jesus died on the cross, he was a fellow just like me hanging on the cross right beside him. And I don't know much about that guy. I don't know if he'd ever studied the law or if he'd ever heard anything about the law. Uh, he heard about Jesus. And before he died, he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. <coughs> and Jesus said, today, you will be with me in glory or in paradise. Uh, he didn't ask him what he knew about the law. He didn't, he didn't question how much he'd followed the law. It was faith that took him to heaven. Uh, and I, I just, I'm a firm believer that all the way back to Adam, anybody that ever got saved or got access to heaven, it was from the same faith through the same blood of Jesus from the beginning to the end. The law never saved anybody. And if you, I mean, let me just look this up real quick. 
I believe this is in the next lesson next week, but uh, I read it, or I, I thought about it, and I looked it up and found out that it was in the next week's lesson, but I feel like using it anyways. Galatians chapter 3, but it's verses 24 and 25. It says, Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. The law never saved anybody, but it brought us to a place where we could be saved. And verse 25 says, But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Uh, the law is always well and good. Uh, I don't know exactly what Paul says about it, but the law has never diminished in its importance, and it never will. Uh, and it will always be right. But we're not under the law for salvation. Salvation comes through faith. And like I read before, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't say anything about the law in that scripture. Uh, it kind of it made me think about it on these lines. <clears throat> Like I said earlier, a lot of the things that they did under the law was the sacrifice and the, and the fasting and the feasting times and, and the different schedule that they had under the law that they were required to follow. And once Jesus came, that put a lot of that to rest. Now that part of the law is still, still just as important as it ever was. Uh, the part of the law that tells us how to live. Uh, I guess in my, in my limited understanding, I think this is the law right here. That, that tells me everything I need to know. It tells me, first and foremost, it told me how to get saved. And after I got saved, it tells me everything I need to know about how to live for the Lord and how not to live for the Lord. It gives me a lot of guidance and a lot of strength. And in my case, the best of all is it shows me where what I would call great men of God failed. Because then the devil can't use that against me when I fail. Because I can take him back and go, look where Moses failed and God still loved him. But the law was, was and is all good. But a lot of it, uh, these guys were putting before faith. Uh, let me just get on, get on with this lesson here a little bit. Uh, verse 8 says, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then... They which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Like I said, Abraham was before the, the law of Moses. But God still 
seen his faith and uh, it was counted unto him for righteousness. It says, for, for, as many are at, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. There was only one man that was ever justified by the law, and he was the only one to ever live the law. He fulfilled it, and he perfected it, and he went to the cross with it. And it says, And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Uh, the law, like I said, never got anybody into heaven. But if you, if you want to look at it this way, the law that I live by shows the world where I stand. Uh, the law won't get anybody into heaven, but the law will show the world the truth. Uh, Just because I'm saved doesn't mean that I can just automatically go help somebody else get saved. Uh, there was a time in my life where you, if you'd have watched 10 minutes of, of me living, you wouldn't have thought I had any knowledge of God whatsoever or any concern for him. Uh, and people that I knew back then probably never once thought that I was anything to do with God even though I had been saved but I left the law way behind me and I walked away from all of it now <clears throat> when I go to work them guys at work don't know nothing about salvation but if I walk the way the law says to walk they'll see it in me uh, the easiest part in my mind to think of is the, the talk, the way people talk. They notice real fast that I don't talk like that. And that's all part of the law. In my head, uh, I mean, you, you guys can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but uh, following, following God is the law to me. I guess, in, in a way of putting it, God's law was written in my heart. And following that is the only thing I can do to make God happy and to make me happy. Uh, like I said, I spent, I spent a lot of time out in the world, and I can tell you for a fact there ain't no happiness out there. I searched after a lot of things I thought was going to make me happy, and nothing did until I got on my knees and got back where God wanted me. Verse 13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. 
that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Uh, there's a, a place I read, I can't think of where it's at right now, but uh, it said that the, the Bible said the seed of Abraham How did it say that? The seed of Abraham will be in many nations or something like it. will be many nations made out of the seed of Abraham or, or something along them lines. But it pointed out the fact that it didn't say seeds, plural. It said the seed of Abraham. And that would be Jesus. Jesus is in all nations. Uh, these... Uh, These Jews in this lesson, <clears throat> I kind of put them in the, in the same category as certain religions that we have in the world today that, uh, that want to stand on their own goodness. Um, and be it right or be it wrong, a lot of the times when I read the Bible, that's the first thing I do is try to put it in what's going on around me today. Make it, it makes it more personal, I guess. But if you look around, like I said, I mentioned earlier, some of these, some of these preachers and and singers and things that you got out in the world nowadays, they they boast themselves up real big, uh, and they try to they try to give God credit for them being what they are. But at the same time, they're just boasting themselves up real big and I don't uh, I don't believe that God ever made anybody big for the sake of that person to be able to boast uh, we've got we've got a lot of people in our lives that we look at and we call them oak trees great people of God that we look to look up to real highly but God didn't make them what they are so that we would worship them. God made them what they are so that we would have a good example to follow after to try to make ourselves like that. Because they did it by following God. Uh, anybody got anything?
Jesus probably in the flesh when he was here, but he said he set forth among you and crucified. And when the, when the gospel come to me, uh, I'd been taught, like you said, in Sunday school and everything, and I knew the story. But God made it real down in here. The Holy Spirit, Peter said, was, uh, he said, we're his witnesses of these things, and so also is the Spirit which he giveth to all them who believe. So God's, God's Spirit witnessed to what he'd actually seen. He was there, and he witnessed that in my life. So that made it real to me. It was set forth in my life just as if I'd have been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, it's, it's real. I mean, I mean <laughs> ain't nothing, nothing better you can say about it. Yep, yep. Anybody else got anything? That 16th verse, 16th verse right there. That's one he's looking for, trying to say, oh, sign that. Now to Abraham and his seed where the promises made, he said, not and to seed as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's where it was. What did you say, Don? These are, these are a story in the Bible about the, the wild man that lived among the tombs and he was possessed by many demons. Uh, it's, I tell you, I, I, I look at that story and I think about them demons in my life or anybody else's life People's addicted to drugs. People's addicted to alcohol. They're addicted to all kinds of things. Those are the demons that are running their life. And God went in there and laid his hand, or Jesus went in there and laid his hand on on that fella and cast them demons out. But But I stand on one... Thing about that story and I and I tell people all the time if that man would have sat there and said now wait a minute I want to keep this one Jesus would have walked on down the road and he'd have kept all of them you got to be willing to do your part and let God help you get rid of your demons 
I know because I've had a few of them in my life and still do some that I have to fight with every day. But if I don't do my part, God's not going to help me with them demons. If I do my part, he'll make it easier. But I have to do my part. I can't hang on to a little bit of this and a little bit of that and think I'm going to satisfy God. It don't work like that. But if you're willing to do your part, God will take care of the rest of that stuff.